Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good Saturday morning, guys, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Exit Strategy Radio Show. Hey, I'm your host. I am Colin J. Millett, broken owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, if this is your first time listening to this, this one right here, this show, hey, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat. Because you know what we always tell you. Y'all heard it in the intro, but you know your boy got to say it again. Our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education, guys. We're legacy building. We are focused on it. Legacy building. Say it with me. Legacy building. That's what we do. So, guys, today is no different. All right. We have a fantabulous guest. We have managed to shake her free because she is busy to have her here with us today. That is none other then Brenda Chris with Movement Mortgage. Brenda, how are you doing today? It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood. <laughs> yes, Mr. or Mrs. Rogers. There you go. Perfect. So, Brenda, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very, very busy schedule to be with us here on air today. We really appreciate it. So, if you don't mind, you know, I always like for our guests to kind of, you know, give a, a short intro as to who they are, what they do. And then we'll kind of break into some questions. But I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that our folks are going to be excited about the information because you are a vet. So I'm going to let you tell it, though. So if you don't mind, tell listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh, goodness. Where do I start? I started in this industry back in the late 80s when I first uh, graduated from high school, started as a college job so that I could become an accountant. That's what I was going to school for. And I got bit. I got bit by the mortgage bug and I don't know, some 30 years later, I'm still doing this thing and just absolutely love everything about numbers. I love helping people. I have been in all facets of the mortgage industry. I've worked in correspondent lending where I've bought the loans from people. I've worked on my end of things where we sell loans to other people. I've been in secondary marketing. I've been in the construction department. I've been in servicing. I've, you name it, processing. I've done it. So I've got a pretty well-rounded background so that I can I can relate to a lot of different people. And so customer service is my passion. I'm looking forward to helping anybody that I can. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. So 30 years in this industry, you've seen some things. Mm-hmm. And obviously our hot buttons. Okay. So I'm a, I look here, I'm gonna go ahead. Hold on. I'm gonna go ahead over here. This frying pan been sizzling. So let me go ahead and crack and, and bust an egg off in it and say, hey, look, oh, let's yeah. get right in here. You've been doing this for 30 years. So you know what that means? That means to me, that means that you have been here through significant changes in prices, but also in rates, fluctuations over the years. So if you don't mind for our listeners, share the first rate that you remember seeing go past you. Probably 12%, but I remember doing one at 18. (laughs) And I thought, what on earth are you thinking? But at the time, people got to buy, people got to sell. So, you know, you take what's available at the time. So what rates are now, I think is nothing compared to what I've seen in history. And, and you know, and see, that's exactly what the people in the industry didn't know, because the people that don't are the ones that get hung up. Is there going to be a degree of uncertainty, perhaps? Is there going to be kind of a pause? Let me kind of, you know, make sure thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in general, that's what people should be doing anyway. It should be pausing before right. they randomly haphazardly go about a home purchase. So in, in this climate, in the climate of increasing or increased Matter of fact, I'm going to ask the question, but I'm, I'm going to give you my antidote that I've been sharing here um, shortly mm-hmm. as well. But in this season of quote unquote increased rate, what is it that you are advising prospective buyers who are you know, trying to position themselves to finance? Well, there's no real crystal ball, but like I said, you need to buy, you need to sell, people need to relocate, you know, you got military moving around, you need to buy and you need to sell. Rent is going to continue to go up. And that usually is more than owning a house. So I would say whatever rates are right now, go ahead and get that house now if you can, because with the values going up, it's still going to appreciate in value. So you're better off buying now, whatever the rate is, and then down the road, looking to refinance if you can to better your position down the road. And you're going to have more equity in the property then anyway, you may be able to remove PMI at that time. So I absolutely say now is the best time to buy. You know, one of the things that I think people forget is that rates fluctuate, Mm -hmm. you know, so my antidote has revolved around the Wizard of Oz. And if you (laughs) and if you think about it, you know, and forgive me, but just being real about it, if if we think about it from this point of view or this perspective in the Wizard of Oz, it was yellow brick roads, you know, streets of gold. Okay, Mm -hmm. it was all kind of things going on. Ultimately, you know, getting to Oz, if you will, making it to Oz with the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion, then it became a party. So we have been in Oz for a little while. We have. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've reached the point that Dorothy is starting to click her heels. (laughs) And now she's got to go back to Kansas. And the neatest thing is that when, now when we think back, when Dorothy left Kansas, it was flying monkeys and stuff. Okay. You remember that from the movie? It was flying I sure tornado, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And now as Dorothy goes back, it's calm and peace. If you remember mm-hmm. that from the movie, right? Yeah. So I I've did. been telling people, I've been having this conversation with our agent. Um, I've shared it in some other groups and meetings I've been in. Like really, you know, it just kind of came to me. This is like like the Wizard of Oz. Like, okay, now it's time mm-hmm. to go back to camp, guys. Yeah. So let's go back, let's settle in and let's live our life and, and move forward. I mean, would you agree? Absolutely. Like we said, there's no way of knowing what the future holds. 
But we do know that rates follow inflation. And if inflation continues to go up, rates are going to continue to go up. So it just kind of goes hand in hand. And right now with the shortage of supplies, kind of inevitable that at least at this point in time that that's going to happen. There's a lot of people making, this is also something that I see, and I, I don't want to spend our entire conversation talking about interest rates because, you know, but that's yeah. kind of a hot button. But, right. you know, one of the things that people, people are, <laughs> to be blunt, they're hopeful. They're not, mm-hmm. they're, in their minds, eye, they're not even, it's not even rational to them, you know, nowadays that rates would be seven, six, seven, eight, 9% or higher. It's mm-hmm. irrational in most people's minds that that would happen or otherwise occur. and you know, the the fact of the matter is waiting because you think rates are going to come back down could very well play to a buyer's detriment current market right. and the current climate. Yep. A lot you're of, going to continue to have appreciation. We have a tremendous, I know in our office, we have a tremendous amount of buyers that are priced out of the market now. They were priced out. Some were priced out when prices escalated. And now as rates have increased, now those people that were, quote unquote, barely able to enter into the market because their own preconceived notions and misinformation, they waited. And now they, in turn, are now priced out of the market because increases in interest rate. Mm -hmm. So for, let's say in that situation, a scenario, let's say, you know, for our listeners who, you know, may be challenged in the current market, what can they do? What should they do? One thing that we've been talking to people about is expanding your search area. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you've been go further out to get into home ownership. But what are you guys mm-hmm. from the mortgage perspective talking to people about as far as how to you know manage going forward? Well, one thing that I'm finding is a lot of first-time homebuyers don't have any savings. And so they're relying on the grant program through South Carolina Housing which is great that that's available. That $8,000 is huge for a lot of people. The drawback to that is it caps your debt ratio at 45. Whereas if Mm. you have your own down payment money, you can go FHA and you can go up to 56% of your income. So Mm. not that everybody wants more than half of their income to be their house payment, but if you're a dual income and both people can't be on the loan, maybe that makes sense for you. So savings is huge and start something systematic. Just take a, a... Small percentage of each check. I know that's really hard to do with the price of a tank of gas right now, but pay yourself first. I mean, pull that thing right off the top, put that in a fund that you don't see, you don't touch, set it aside, use that for your down payment. Underwriters love to see systematic savings. So if there's any way to have your own down payment money, that's huge. Awesome. That's good to note as well. I don't think I've ever, I don't believe I've ever heard anyone say that. Or it's systematic, like it's an automatic draft that comes out, goes into your savings account, and it's mm-hmm. been working that way for a long time. So, you know, I I am a, a fan of the the profit first model that Mike Motorbike Mike, I think is what his nickname is, but Mike McCallowitz wrote these books, the toilet paper entrepreneur and a bunch of other stuff that he wrote. And it has turned into a series of conversations about how to pay yourself first and setting aside and all that stuff. And he's been very, 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 very big on that. Very big on that. So, and and I took that because as a business owner, obviously we want to try to make sure that, I mean, business owners, just like most people, you know, it's all in, all out. So the same thing, as many people are trying to do what they need to do as far as living, if you don't set it aside, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. So and put it in an account that you can't touch that's not linked to your checking account. Make it 
you know, an Edward Jones or a completely different credit union or someplace that it's not easy for you to go and get to it when, you know, you're feeling Mm -hmm. the moment. (laughs) Exactly. 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 So, you know, that's conversation I just recently had. I mean, the reality is that when a buyer, let's say, for example, so let me, you know, move this a little bit further down the road. But, you know, when a buyer gets the pre-approval, it's like fresh money, new money in their pocket and they're ready Mm -hmm. to go spend it. So regardless, they think they need to wait or whatever. They just ready to go shop. So that's how people are. Oftentimes yeah. when they get the money to their pocket, they're ready to move. They're ready to go. Um, And then obviously you want to get them out as quickly as possible. So let me kind of bring this conversation around okay. a little different. So for our listeners, guys, look, we've talked about the interest rates. We talked about the fact that Brenda's seen them at 12, 18%. Look, can we right here running and screaming in the streets, pulling our hair out? Y'all see my hair gone. But we out here running the streets pulling our hair out about it. But the reality is, is that we still have a very healthy market. You know, currently, if people, well, I say not healthy, let me rephrase that because we're still way short on inventory. But it's not dire. Let me put it that way. It's not as dire as it was. And things are still changing. So, Brenda, let's talk about the consumer. Let's talk about the consumer mm-hmm. from the point of view of, you know, I always ask this question. Everybody has, you know, different insights. But a borrower in this climate, what should they be doing? What should they be doing? You talked about systematic savings and what should yeah. they be prepared for in this process as far as the mortgage side goes? I would say reach out to a mortgage lender and have them review your credit. Sometimes the smallest little thing can make the biggest difference in your credit score. And people don't know. I hear that on a daily basis. I wish I'd known that, that your credit card is 30% of your score. And if you keep it down at 10% of the credit line, you're going to build points. The whole point of having a card is to have credit available, not necessarily to use it. And we get there's going to be times where you're going to need to use it, but pay it back down. And so that can hugely impact your score. We're not having a credit card at all. There are so many people that think that credit's bad and they may have had an issue with a credit card in the past. And it's like, no, no, credit's important. You need to show an underwriter that you're able to use credit and use it wisely and that you don't have to run it up to the max as soon as you get your hands on a card because that tells them how you're going to make your house payment. So it's so important. And that is such a big chunk of your credit that if people had that time, because you go out and you get a card, it's going to give you some points. But the longer you have that card, the more points you're going to get. Or if it's a matter of removing a collection, knowing that if you delete a collection or if you pay a collection, it's going to revert your current. So when you pay it, you want to make sure that creditor deletes it like a tit for tat. I pay you, Mm -hmm. you delete it. It's kind of an exchange. Mm -hmm. Then your score won't be worse off for paying it. You hate to tell somebody, don't pay your credit cards because it it can actually make your score worse. That's kind of Mm -hmm. sounds like backwards, but that's how it works. So if you know what to do when you're reaching out to these people, it can help your score. So have a review done, work on your credit score. The higher your score is, the better your rate's going to be and the better the decision engine is going to approve when we run that computer model in the decision engine. That is awesome. That's awesome. That's some very helpful and useful information. So, you know, one of the things that obviously people are challenged sometimes by, you know, just trying to figure it all out, put it all in Mm -hmm. order and put it in order quote unquote, does it make sense to them? If it doesn't make sense to them, no matter what order it's in, they're not right. going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, So saving money, making sure that your credit and all those things are in order are key to mm-hmm. making a difference. So in the current climate, we're seeing pricing and I'm going to say it's beginning to level a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of how much it's going to level off a little bit. You're seeing minor corrections on, on homes that's on market. So <laughs> 
I'm starting I, I, to see not, stores from closing costs. I do, that's been a long time since I've seen that, but it's coming across my desk. That is Amen. awesome. So, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we're starting to see slight price improvement. You know, what's interesting is, and it's funny to me, and I'm going to tell you why it's funny. And from the real estate side, if you will, sellers got accustomed to home selling you within a few days. So when it's on the market for a week, now they're starting to panic and say, well, we need to reduce the price. And it's funny to me, like, like all you got to do is wait because the buyer's got to, yeah, just wait a little while. Like we literally just had this conversation. We literally had this conversation in the office recently, just in general, just sharing that, that how sellers are. And then two, three of our sellers got offers that weekend full price or above and ratified. Like, yeah. all you have to do is just wait, be patient. That's when people have time to shop. <laughs> you can't wait for the weekend. <laughs> exactly. So it's impressive to me that people are, are doing that. So mm-hmm. l- let's, let me ask you, where do you think it's all heading? You know, like what, like where are we going? What is this going to look like from your, from your opinion, from your, your perch? You've been doing this 30 years, Brenda. So mm-hmm. you, you know, some things. what goes up must come down. So yeah, I, I do think values are going to level off. I don't think they're going to stay stagnant. I think we're still going to have level of appreciation, 5%. So I don't see that changing only because there's so much demand. When you look at the amount, you have to look at demographics. If you have 33-year-olds, that's your like midpoint range where people start forming their own households. And the number of people that are formed, like in Dorchester County, I think we're, we have 900 people that are turning 33 and they're only building a thousand houses. So that doesn't take into account people moving into the area, people that are upsizing, downsizing, just there's, they're not building enough houses to keep pace with first time home buyers, let alone people coming into the area. So yeah, we're going to continue to have appreciation because of that. So I say that now is the best time to buy before things continue to go up. And you may you may have to start out in a starter home. You may have to reevaluate what your initial idea of a home ownership is. Maybe you don't need granite counters. Maybe you don't need two car garage. Maybe you don't need three bathrooms. And then build equity in that property and then turn around a year or two from now and upsize and maybe rates will be better then. So you just it's hard to say what the market will do. Congratulations. To this week's Realtor of the Week for Exit Realty Low Country Group. None other than Mimi Eubanks, your country realtor. You can reach Mimi at 843-730-3327 or text My Realtor Mimi. That's M-Y-R-E-A-L-T-O-R-M-E-M-E to 85377. I'll give y'all country real to a holler now. You know, and I, I want to say it was this morning, but it might, it was recent. So in the last few days, if you will, I, I kind of had this, just, you know, just, you know, my morning thoughts and things. So my son did that. My son bought him and fiance at the time, or matter of fact, might've been girlfriend. Yeah, one of the two. I don't remember. Close but they weren't married. That means we committed regardless, right? So they bought a townhouse. So they stayed in the townhouse for about a year, maybe a little bit over, sold it, used that equity, and bought the larger home. And what's interesting to me, 
no, I was kind of thinking in my mind this morning, just overall, or whatever morning it was, but I was thinking in my mind, like overall, like what they bought that house for the current market, that house, they, they bought it maybe three years ago, two, three, maybe four, within the last few years. So three or so, give or take a little bit in years. And they have seen, I mean, that house now will sell for at least 100, 125, 30 more, $1,000 more than what they paid for it. Market is done. So they position themselves. And on top of that, rates were lower. So thinking that because, you know, I'm closing buyers now who have rates on similar priced homes is what they paid for theirs, which at the time and where the rates are, I'm seeing the payments two, three, four hundred dollars per month higher. Their payment was on their house for the same amount of, of property finance or similar amount of property finance and swing. And that's the reason why for our listeners, guys, it's not ideal to wait. Right. You know it, you see it, you know, you envision it going forward. Mm-hmm. You've seen it way back here. You've mm-hmm. seen it here and here, and now you yep. know where it's going. And look, yep. all right, guys, let's go ahead and get it together. Now, Brenda, if you don't mind, I know you, you're licensed in how many states? Well, let me phrase that. Seven states. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, share that because, you know, our listeners are all over. And we want yeah. them to be able to reach wherever. So sure. where are you, what place are you licensed in? My home base is South Carolina. And so I'm licensed all the way around there. North Carolina, Georgia, Florida. What else is around there? I'm licensed in Alabama. I'm licensed in Michigan. I'm licensed in Virginia. I think that's everything. Yeah. Awesome. I believe that's everything. Awesome. So yeah, I yeah. have a lot of investors that want to buy in those areas for whatever reason, Alabama's hot. <laughs> so it's the Gulf and to be frank, and it's, a, it's interesting to me. So I've been through in two parts of Alabama. I've been through and in the Huntsville area, I've been through into Birmingham area and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like there's a lot of quote unquote, a matter of fact, one of my counterparts um, moved to Alabama. He still practices in South Carolina, but you know, mm-hmm. and he's a great guy. Shout out to Jay Kim. He's an awesome dude. Love that guy. High energy, just like let's go. So anyway, anytime I'm around, we got to do something. We got to go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of people, right? Just gotta yeah. ah, go. Yep. So if you don't mind, share your contact information. How can I mean? Obviously, we'll share it on the show. Yeah. But how can people reach you, Brenda? My phone, my cell is 843-330-8002. And my email is brenda.christ at movement.com. And Christ is spelled just like Christ. And what else? So yeah, either email me, text me, call me, any of the above. Awesome is awesome. Brenda, we really, really appreciate you doing that. And again, we're going to get your contact information out to our listeners. But you know, before we get to quote unquote the tail end and, and begin to wrap up today's you know episode mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask you this you, you you say you got bit by the mortgage bug inevitably there's someone out there probably sitting out there thinking that they want to do what you do <laughs> um, and I, I tell people so i'm literally i'm in a grocery store the other day stopped by a store i'm actually was out of town this weekend um for a cookout you know mother-in-law's birthday slash cookout whatever it was mm-hmm. and i'm in the store and I was, I look, usually I'm exit peril and stuff, but I'm, you know, not that I was off duty because I'm always on. This girl at the checkout rest, I'm standing there and, you know, 
and she just looked up and she's like, what do you do? And I first had to check myself, like, wait a minute, do I look like a realtor standing here? In my head, I'm like, wait a minute, no. So, I, but I told her, and she said, that's what she said. I said, well, I'm a real estate. She said, are you a bro? I want to be a broker. I'm like, no, you don't want to be a broker. <laughs> you don't want to be a broker. You don't want to do that. So, so I began telling her um, and, and talking with her, like, look, you don't want to be a broker. You want to be an agent because the money goes out the door with the agent. The, bro- the broker is broker. That's what they tell us, right? So tell people, you got to have a chromosome that's mutated. We're, we're all not right. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I'm going to use it. You got to have a focus on this mutated. I love it. That's so, my story. So I'm, I'm going to do it. If I, if so I'm going to ask this question. If you could go back and tell, quote unquote, your younger self or your previous self, because you're still young, your previous self, the impact that you want to have on people in this business, what would that be? Oh, goodness. I don't think I'd change a thing. I love exactly what I do. I love how I do it. I love who I do it with. I wouldn't change a thing. That is amazing. So kudos to you. Mm-hmm. So guys, listeners, hey, we've had a fabulous show. Brenda, I want to thank you um, from the bottom of my heart here from Exit Realty Low Country Group, but also from Exit Strategies Radio Show. Hey, thank you for being a part of our family. Thank you for being on. For our listeners, guys, y'all check out this episode. Y'all go to our website, ExitStrategyRadioShow.com. Y'all go to our YouTube channel. Y'all see who Brenda is. And most importantly, y'all give her a holler. Brenda is a seasoned veteran in the industry. We count her as a friend and a partner. And we worked together in the past and we still work together on occasion. So we have a good time. Mm-hmm. Is a fabulous loan officer and a fabulous person, though, in general. So, Brenda, again, thank you so much for being on. I have this signature thing that I like to tell people. Our listeners, especially, you know, that we love them, we love them, we love them, and we're going to see them out there in the street. So I'm going to say that to you now. I love you. And our listeners, y'all listen. I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in them streets. Thank you so much. Excellent. Guys, that was a great show today. And we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the streets.